Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Entangling Vines, Case 37. Use the empty sky for paper. Goso Hoen said, using the empty sky for paper, the sea for an inkwell, and Mount Sumeru for a brush. How would you write the words, the meaning of the patriarchs coming from the West? If any of you can do this, I will spread my sitting cloth and bow before you. Welcome. On what here on the East Coast is a bright day. Blue sky. Empty sky. Just as described in this koan. This is the 53rd anniversary of Shoboji, True Dharma Temple in New York City, in Manhattan. This is also the 20th remembrance of the events that unfolded on September 11th, 2001. Some of us might not be on the East Coast. I can see glances of the other coast, the left coast, where it is earlier. I can see some in Europe where it has gotten dark already. But still, this event, no matter where we may be, brings us together, together. And what can we do together? Be together. It's the first great step we can take. And that's why I want to thank you all for being here with each other, for each other. A solemn day of remembrance, a joyful day of anniversary, existence, and being violently removed from existing in this world. 
come together on the same day. So please allow me in the confines or in the latitude of this wonderful koan to just express some musings about human nature. Before I start with that, though, let me honor Goso Hoan, the person who is named in this koan text, who we hear speaking. Goso means, go means five, itsutsu. So is for ancestor. But Goso Hoan was not the fifth ancestor. His name comes from the mountain where the fifth ancestor used to live. Sometimes people mix uh, Gunin and Gosohoan up, but he comes from the mountain of the fifth ancestor. And Hoan, Ho is Dharma in his name, and N stands for performance, for act, for play, for to render, or for the stage. What a Dharma name, stage for the unfolding of the activity of Dharma. And this is the stage. Gosohoan was born somewhere around 1124. And he lived until 1104 common time. He appears in 11 cases of this collection, Shumon Katoshu. You probably remember that we encountered, and you have probably encountered Gosohoan in the case about the ox passing by the lattice window. It's a very well-known koan. Gosohoan was born in Shisen Shou, which is in nowadays Sichuan province in China. And he entered monkhood fairly late in his life. He was 35 years old. At that time, 35 was beyond middle age. And he was ordained in the city of Seto, which was the provincial capital at that time. He started out as a Yogacara student, but dissatisfied with the intellectual, explanatory, descriptive approach of this Buddhist tradition, he wanted to find a teacher who could truly transmit the Buddha's mind. He was ordained by Enkan Ho'on, who was not the youngest anymore, so he recommended to Hoan to go and become the student of Yogi Hoa's successor by the name of Hakuun Shutan. That happened. Following this recommendation, Hoan went and became not only the student of Hakuun Shutan, but he succeeded him as a Dharma heir. He settled on Mount Goso, the fifth ancestor's mountain. And 
produced several important successes who we know from our Rinzai tradition. And there are at least eight of them. But the most well-known ones are Daiesoko, who is very important for the developing of the koan system, as well as Engo Kokugon, who we know so well from the Blue Cliff record, the Hekigan Roku. So this is Goso Hoen, who addresses us today. And he starts out saying, using the empty sky for paper, the sea for an inkwell, and Mount Sumeru for a brush. The empty sky for paper. Sitting here, remembering what happened on September 11th, 2001. The skies were empty. After something happened that so much reflects the conundrum of human nature. Let's go back a little bit in history to December 17, 1903. In the hills, of a little place on the East Coast, two brothers succeeded in reaching a dream that humanity had gone after for so long, overcoming gravity and becoming able to join bird and man in the air. Kitty Hawk became world famous after the Wright brothers made this first controlled powered flight at Kill Devil Hills on that December 17, 1903. What a step for humanity to be able to go beyond the confines of being stuck to the surface of this earth and to exert control, to be able to travel through the air. A new chapter had opened. The development of this wonderful idea ultimately led to the possibility of hijacking planes. And as it goes so often, it didn't take even that long. The skies over the battlefields in World War I were studded with these planes. A human dream endeavored to overcome gravity turned into the abuse of gravity trying to reign supreme over others, being above them and dropping bombs. 
If we follow history, we don't have to look just for world wars where this was abused. The first aerial attacks in the United States with firebombs. I'm sure you are aware of it. We're racially grounded. The burning down of Black Wall Street. So from 1903 through history, you know, with this wonderful ideas human beings have, with the ingenuity that we have developed, we could say the track record is not great. But at the same time, of course, not all ideas are constantly abused and skewed into a direction that is hurtful, that is harmful. We all have traveled on airplanes so much that the changes that happened after the occurrences of this September 11th, suddenly it seemed so much more inconvenient, having completely forgotten about the challenge that was overcome to lift not just one person, but hundreds of us off the ground and to fly to a place that could have only be reached in very, very extended overland or overseas travel. Reigning supreme, dominating, is a big topic in our human nature. If I think of the Japanese history, how it is described in one of its oldest forms in the Kojiki, the tales from the old time of Yamato, where we hear about Jimmu Tenno. We can learn that Jimmu Tenno unified the land of Yamato. But if we dig in a little deeper, we find out how he did it. He invited the lords of these various factions to a great feast. And as they were feasting, as they became intoxicated, he had them all beheaded. And Yamato was united. Human nature. Ideas like planes can be hijacked. Ideas like planes can be used for the travel and for going places where we have never been before. And that is the challenge that we meet in our practice. Feeling the image of the blue sky of this September 11th 
with the Hudson and the East River, where they unite as the inkwell. The Twin Towers were the brush that wrote onto that sky many different stories, not only the human stories of those individuals who happened to be in their buildings in the fateful moments, but also the expression of soaring human spirit. Again, being able to build such structures, to maintain them, to overcome the sheer limits of building so high and keeping humans safe. But at the same time, also containing corporate units, corporations of the most cutthroat nature you might imagine, for whom profit reigned as high as the towers stood. Again, we meet both in the same place. Sky, the water, I think, and Mount Sumeru. What is Mount Sumeru? Let's have a little technical excursion into the meaning of Sumeru. Of course, Mount Sumeru is, as we know, the center of the universe. The point around which everything rotates. It's stretching 84,000 yojana below the sea and 84,000 yojana above it into the sky. One yojana is about five miles. So we are speaking here about 420,000 miles. Just a very, very large number. On the top, according to the Hindu traditions, resides the god Indra in his own have heaven with the devas. On the four sides of this Indra live the four heavenly kings, surrounded by seven concentric golden mountain ranges, each separated by a sea of fresh water. Beyond this, another continent and another ocean, four continents, west, north, south, and east of Sumeru. And surrounding the entirety are two ranges of Iron Mountain that we cannot get over, that we cannot get through. According to that Hindu cosmology, the inhabitants of this heaven are each half a crosa uh, is the unit, half a crosa high, and one crosa is 1,500 feet. And they live 4,000 years. And each day of these 1,000 years is equivalent to 100 human years. 
That is, they live for a total of 36 million years. What is this meant to show us? Bigger than we can imagine. Time in different scales that humans cannot grasp. The center, ungraspable in this triple picture, triple image of the sky as paper, the ocean as the inkwell, and Mount Sumeru as the brush. In this practice, we often speak about awakening. You might be dismayed to hear me say that 9-11 certainly was an awakening. Not the sorts of awakening that we like to imagine, but certainly for many an awakening, maybe not so much from innocence, but from an early belief that everything could be safe. An awakening to the full potential of human nature. Again, you might be dismayed to hear that the full potential of human nature is mentioned here. Because conveniently, we would like to constrain it to that what we call the good. But part of our practice, of this practice, of the growing up and the maturation of a human being is to learn to recognize and to, to discover and to embrace the very truth that human nature in its full spectrum contains the possibilities for sublime goodness to manifest cruelty, violence, and inhumanity. So thinking of these events as we and them, they inflicted on us is something that we need to awaken from. Creating the distance belies the fact that we all are responsible because we share this one human nature. We are responsible by the virtue of being human. We might not be the actors who commit these acts that society and the human heart calls evil. But by the nature of being human, we need to investigate it. We need to come to terms with it. And we need to be able to really see in ourselves that the seed for all of this, even though dormant, not acted out, is within all of us.
investigation. The sky was without planes for many days after 9-11. And we might think, well, ideas is one thing, religion is another thing, but as religion can also be an idea or an ideology, it is equally possible to hijack it for purposes that are self-centered, identity-based, and ideological. And I don't want to point any finger of any religion because in their core teaching, the vast majority are teachings of kindness, of devotion, and of the heart but combined with our human nature. We all too often succeed in abusing those teachings to legitimize our own personal, individual drives for supremacy, for having more, for being better, feeling better, or for just indiscriminately affirming our own being and ideas. With fervor, crimes against humanity are committed. And the Zen tradition is not immune to that because after all, we too are human beings. The garden Zendo, was renamed three years ago, Koindo, the hall of light and darkness, to express that. Yes, in our practice, our lights might shine very bright, but remember, the brighter the light shines, the more stark are the shadows that are cast. During World War II, the Soto sect in Japan collected money and sent some of their monks as kamikaze, pilots into the war. Not to be outdone, the Rinzai sect in Myoshinji collected for their own planes and sent their own monks as kamikaze pilots. How can we be safe from that? is a question within ourselves. Self-identity-based rationalizations based on these ideologies. Or another flavor just based on sheer material greed are used to speak against our innate intuition that we all, we all are human beings of equal standing, no matter what gender, what age, what the color of our skin, of our air, of our hair, of our eyes may be, if we can see, if we can hear, or if we can't, all equal. And deeply our hearts know that. 
But then comes the thinking and the processes. Ah, yeah, I could do this because it benefits me. Greed. Slavery. Based purely on greed. Dehumanizing. Creating the other just to serve this self-interest. Self-convenience is something we have to look at. It is not just the footprint that we leave as carbon creators, the CO2 that is spewed out when we take the airplane to travel across the continent or across the ocean. The exhaust from the cars, from the power plants of the electricity that enables us to be together. But also our ego footprint needs to be reduced. And this practice, the looking deeply into this conundrum are ways for us to mature and to have a chance to not commit acts that have been committed ever since humanity appeared on this planet. So in the koan it says, Using the empty sky for paper, the sea for an inkwell, and Mount Sumeru for a brush. How would you write the words? The meaning of the patriarchs coming from the West. We have encountered as Zen practitioners this question. What is the meaning of the patriarch coming from the West? What is the meaning of the ancestors coming from the West, of Zen coming to the United States? What is the meaning of this life? And it is really important to clearly note here what is Gosoho and asking us? Our first instinct would be, how can we answer this question? What is the meaning of the patriarchs coming from the West? What is the meaning of this life? A declarative answer to a what question. But he's not asking that. He's asking. How would you write the words? The meaning of the ancestors coming from the West. I have spoken recently about changing our questions from what, expecting declarative answers, to investigating how. 
And here appears Go So Hoi, pointing exactly to this very point of the what and the how. In one of the recent talks, I used the image of a photo camera. And the what answers are the answers that this camera takes when we take our snapshots and we, we create a photo album that hopefully just includes the most beautiful moments that we can capture. But that is not what this practice asks us for, to selectively hold on to the moments for which such a what answer might be possible. But to learn to become one with this activity of Dharma that unfolds here every moment and our openness of the canvas of this moment is a question of how, not of a, an onlooker that asks how is this possible? But as the canvas that receives the unfolding without discrimination, the activity of Dharma, Dharma no Hataraki, with these two opposing phases of expansion and contraction, with the duality of good and evil of life and death, of darkness and of light, works without will and desire. Ishi yokyu nashi. It just unfolds. It just unfolds. So, how, not what? If there is a what question in this practice, in this human life, I would ask you, and as I'm asking myself, what are we willing to do to investigate this how? All too often the question is, what am I willing to do to get what I want? what we think we need. No matter how lofty these ideas of what we want, we want justice, we want equality, we want peace. Yes, good question. But now answer with how. I'm sure you remember at Daibosatsu Zendo in the Genkan. There's a little plaque that stands up that hangs next to the entrance. And it's three Chinese characters. And when you read it and when you translate it, it says, watch your step. And the first thought might be just a very utilitarian thought of, Oh, yeah, it points to the fact that there are steps going out and there are steps coming in when you step up. So be careful that you don't fall, that you don't slip. 
But of course, as we get into this practice, watch your step is the same question. How are we moving through this life? How do we manifest as human beings in this dangerous place of carrying the seed of violence, discrimination, sexism, misogyny, racism, fascism in us? How do we step carefully and watch our step in this world so we do not slip? Yet at the same time, we have to come to be able to, to reconcile the fact that wherever we step, it is not possible to step without stepping on the little ant that happens to be crawling and is not seen because our eyesight might not be good enough. The consumption of food, which always entails the taking of life. We like to say, yes, it's just a piece of broccoli, but still, from the principle, we must develop the gratitude and reconcile the taking of even the life of one florid of broccoli with using that energy that we derive from it to watch our step. This is a big koan. Watching our step. And it is not different from the koan we are facing today. Taking the sky for paper. the ocean as an inkwell, and Mount Sumeru as the brush. How do we write the words, the deeds, the lives that speak to the true manifestation? of why we have come to this world. Yes, you are Bodhidharma. Why did you come here? Once we know, yes, we are here, how are you going to do that? Right in this wonderful clear sky. Use carefully the ink provided by nature. Using yourself as the brush of writing your own 
story of the deeds of yourself. And very admiringly, Go Sohoan says to the listeners, to us, if any of you can do this, I will spread my sitting cloth and bow before you. The sitting cloth, the zagu that you see monks use when doing prostrations that we use when we express our gratitude and ask for consideration. Is spreading ourselves and thanking each other for approaching this koan together, dissolving that what feeds those seeds of malice, of hatred, and all the other bitter plants that we nonetheless have all experienced I spread my zagu in front of all of us. Thank you for looking at this how. Thank you for supporting a place like the true Dharma temple, Shoboji, New York Zendo, which will continue so I trust to be a place of reflection for the bright light that we may experience, for the starkness of the shadows that are cast upon us by our own nature. And as a place of community of those who gladly and deeply become familiar, intimate, and accepting of each other's fallibility. Yes, let us awaken. Let us awaken and let us remember, even though if tragic things happen, and our heart breaks and hurts. A broken heart ultimately is open. As Shingiroshi said in the opening, thank you, thank you. Thank you. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate.
Thank you for listening.